This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Good evening, listeners. Welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me, the brainiest zombie show on the web. This is a show dedicated solely to the TV series The Walking Dead on AMC, and it's a part of Film Geek Radio. My name's Chris Baker. With me tonight, as always, are my two co-hosts, Sam Napolitan. Howdy. And Katrina Tulloch. Hey, guys. So, uh, a heads up, here's how this show works. It's called Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me. We watch the most recent episode of The Walking Dead on AMC. And then we talk about it. We, use, we pick one topic to discuss more in-depth and have a quasi-intellectual discussion, I guess we'll call it. We're intellectual. All right. We have an intellectual discussion. <laughs> Just a heads up, if you haven't watched the episode yet, there will be spoilers in here. We're going to be talking about the whole show. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it before you listen. Tonight, we'll be talking about Sunday night's episode. It's called 18 Miles Out. It was episode number... 10. 10. Here in the second season. Uh, aired Sunday, February 26th at 9 p.m. on AMC. But before we get to 18 Miles Out, Katrina is going to fill us in on where we left off last week. Well, Rick Glenn and Herschel got in a firefight in town, but what town is this? Where are we again? Because I forgot. Some no some place they go to be civilized. I don't know. It's in America. Yeah, it's outside of that. Atlanta, right? It's in the south. In Georgia. <laughs> okay. Well, they're in a town. Um, it's got a sort of westerny feel, but... Their enemies leave a man behind, and Rick saves him. This is the kid from last week who... And he jumped off a roof, and then he landed on a fence, and, you know, he had that big thing where it was gross and was stupid. But they <laughs> brought him back to the farm. They, like, gagged him and, I don't know, put something over his eyes so he didn't know where the farm was. But um, they brought him back to the farm, and Shane brought Lori back from the car accident to camp by telling her that Rick was back at camp, too. And he also tells her that he wants to be with her and that the baby is his. So he's the baby daddy, he thinks. And Lori tells Rick she thinks that Shane is dangerous and killed Otis in a very Lady Macbeth moment. And that's where they left off. Does that kid, does he have a name yet? The baby? No, the the kid that they <laughs> pulled off the fence. No, not the baby. No, I think he's just that guy or, hey, he's, you. We or... really asked him. I don't think they care. <laughs> no one gives a shit. He's going to be dead soon. Poor anyways. guy. So uh, this week, like I said, the episode was called 18 Miles Out. Sam, fill us in. All right. So this episode opens with this very crazy opening sh- like action thing. And that was not a very good description. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Rick and Shane and the kid who is all tied up are getting chased by this herd of angry zombies in what looks like a sort of schoolyard. There are school buses. I don't know. And then... After that crazy opening shot, uh, there's a cutback to Shane and Rick uh, driving through the country, and um, there's this very Tarantino-esque shot of the kid bound and gagged in the car with headphones on so he can't, like, see, hear, or talk. So we don't really know what they're doing yet, but I'm guessing they were taking him to be disposed of. Meanwhile, Rick confronts Shane about Lori, says, hey, dude, hands off, she's my wife, yo. And he also confronts him about Otis, saying... Oh, I know what happened with Otis. I know you killed him. I'm not dumb. And they argue a little bit, and it's very, like, passionate, and I don't know when they're... <laughs> it's passionate. <laughs> <laughs> they need to, like, make out or something and get it over with. But anyway, so they decide to live, leave this kid at a DPW depot, 
And the kid starts begging them, please don't leave me here. I know Maggie. And they're like, what? You know Maggie? And you can't tell if he's lying, if he's telling the truth. But anyway, Shane decides, okay, we should just shoot this guy. And Rick tries to stop him, and they start fighting. And Shane actually tries to kill Rick with a wrench. And he throws it at him, and it goes into this window where all these zombies are. So that ties back to the opening shot. So they start fighting off these zombies. Shane gets trapped in a bus. And eventually, Rick saves his life. Um, Meanwhile, back on Herschel's farm, um, his daughter Beth is contemplating suicide. This is a point of tension for the ladies, uh, whether she (laughs) should decide to kill herself or she is allowed to have that decision, blah, 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 blah. And after talking to Andrea, um, Beth decides to cut her wrists, but she lives. She fails and lives. (laughs) Yeah. But... Well, she went... Against the tracks. You're supposed to go with the tracks? Yes. Okay. She, who, she doesn't read. Down clearly. the street, not across. All right. For all our <laughs> listeners considering suicide. Sorry, I'm really with, morbid with and I know tracks. that. <laughs> this show's going to need a disclaimer. <laughs> so uh, that's where we left off after last night's episode. Last night we have our, our weekly get-together to watch The Walking Dead every week. And last night Katrina came up with the idea to invent a zombie drinking game. I was actually drunk when I got to your house (laughs) already, if you didn't know. You had, like, a six-pack of beer, and there's only, like, two left in there. I was coming from the Oscars. The Oscars were last night. Mm -hmm. That's a drinking game, too. But we needed a zombie drinking game. This is something we should have made up a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, perfect show for it. Oh, absolutely. So last night, we came up with 12 very important rules. Rules set in stone that will be up on our Facebook page and our blog, I'm sure. Gareth can get that up for us. But we should read them out tonight, yeah? Yeah. I think we should. Just so our listeners know. If you guys want to play along, next week we'll be playing every Sunday night, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to have a six-pack of beers, preferably a Belgian ale, like Rare Voss, as Sam and I were drinking last night. Duval works as well, too. Yes. Or mixed drinks, if that's your your bag. Or Rogue makes a... It's called Rogue Dead Guy Ale. I oh, love perfect. Dead Guy. Yeah, dead Guy Ale would be pretty I good for I love Dead Guy. <sighs> Free advertising for Dead Guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. They can sponsor us next dead week. Guy. All right, so the first thing you need to know about the drinking game is you need to pick a character at the very beginning, and that's your character for the night. So if any one of them kill a walker, a walker then you have to take a drink. Um, last night, my person was Andrea, and she didn't. She didn't kill anybody. She did get Beth to slit her wrist, so I took a drink anyway. <laughs> but, um, Sam, who did you have last night? I had Shane, so I had a couple of swigs. <laughs> he killed a lot of walkers last night, yeah. I think. Uh, the second rule is every time there is a dramatic pause in the dialogue longer than 10 seconds, you take a drink. That was from one of our listeners, Charlie McGovern. Thanks for sending that in. Um, third, anytime Shane runs his hand through his hair, it looks intense. His lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know he's bald. His but... stubble. <laughs> yeah, runs his hand on his head. Um, four, anytime Shane clenches his jaw and you can see it twitching in his <laughs> cheek. It's always weird. Yeah. Um, five, checked out. anytime there's Lori baby guilt. Do you guys want to explain that? I don't remember who came up with that one. I think was that. I think that was Lawrence. Yeah, I think that was Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I think when she tries to make someone feel guilty for having, for her having, I don't really know. We maybe should clarify anytime that one. she feels guilty for having the baby, that might make sense, right? Okay. For being pregnant, maybe we can ask. We'll ask her Whenever later. the baby comes up. <laughs> yeah. The anytime baby the baby comes disgust. up. Okay, sounds good. Uh, five. Anytime Dale complains or makes someone do something. He's a little bitch. Uh, six, anytime T-Dog has a line, of course. Mm-hmm. You won't get very drunk off that. No. Nope. He has no lines at all. That's our easy rule. Yes. Uh, six, anytime Daryl and Carol have a moment. 
Gross. Mm-hmm. Gross? What? <laughs> they have a beautiful budding romance, Sam. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. And then also, anytime Rick says, you got to trust me. And then finally, if there is a jaw saw commercial, you have to finish your fucking beer. <laughs> Which there hasn't been yet. Yeah, I miss the jaw saw. This, this Me too. Season, they must have gone out of business. <laughs> I think the jaw saw is done. Why would jaw saw no. go out of business? Why would you say that? I can't imagine that they're not flying off the shelves. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If I had the money to buy a jaw saw, I would totally have a jaw saw just like just proudly displayed in my living room. Of course. It, I mean, it seems somewhat functional. Question mark. I would have it plated with gold. Yeah. So, anyways, that's our uh, our new drinking game we'll be playing. If you're looking to get drunk on a Sunday night, um, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, these rules will definitely do it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put these up on the blog, right? Yeah, and the so Facebook page. So next check week, it out. follow along. Yeah, it'll be us. fun. So last night's episode kind of teetered back and forth between awesome, crazy action and fights, and the ladies at the house chatting. I think there's. There is definitely an increase in awesome this season. Yes. Yeah, the action has gone way up. Yeah, I like it a lot more. I like where they're going with it. I like that there are new people. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's holding my interest. That fight scene between Rick and Shane was crazy. Yeah. Like, that was such Shane out of fight scene. nowhere. Yeah. Fucking well, crazy. When Shane blocked the first, he blocks the first punch, and then mm-hmm. he headbutts the shit out of Rick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was pretty intense. And then yeah. he tips over a motorcycle on Rick. I mean, yeah. he re- they really incorporated as much... It wasn't Insanity like as they could. It wasn't like play fighting, you know. It wasn't like I'm wrestling with you because you're my brother. It was no. Yeah, it, it was, was Shane out. was out to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he threw the wrench at him. Yeah, and then he was like hitting a bee's nest when all the bees come flying out. <laughs> yeah, they just come spilling exactly out of this like building. That. Uh, that was oh, crazy. Yeah, that was a great scene. I was kind of irritated at the. I mean, I get the point of the whole girl wanting to commit suicide. Yeah. Plot line, but I just found myself annoyed every time they cut away from this. Awesome Amazing fight scene, action, action scene. scene yeah. Be like, talk about existentialism or whatever they're talking and about. And especially since we've kind of t- talked about that subject a lot before with Andrea, who was suicidal for a while, and her whole tension with Dale about that. And it's like, okay, we get the suicide existential discussion. Mm-hmm. But, and also, especially since we don't really know Beth yet, so it's kind of like, why why would we care about this character committing suicide? Like I feel like it was a really weird place to start developing her character. It was. Maybe that was intentional. Maybe it was supposed to start like this is how we're going to develop her character. She's going to try to kill herself. Yeah. And maybe we'll get some sympathy that way, but I don't feel too sympathetic. No, I don't really I don't like her. Me neither. I'm not concerned. And especially since the whole suicide thing, like is it their choice? Is she allowed to have that choice? Like Sure. I mean, it's a zombie apocalypse. If she wants to kill herself, let her do it. Yeah. It's like... Well, Andrea makes a good point when she's arguing with Lori um, that I hadn't thought about before, that Lori hasn't really lost anything. All yeah. the rest of them have seen people around them, loved ones die. Yeah. Lori's yeah. husband's still around. Her son's still around. They've both been shot. Like, and come back to life, yeah. basically. And they're all fine. Now she's got a baby. She's got a new kid on the way. She's She's got it pretty She's pretty, pretty easy. well off. She had another dude she was sleeping with, like... Yeah, yeah, and Andrea brought there. that up, and yeah. I was like, "Ooh, well, then I was thinking, they both, yeah, because they both got porked by Shane." So yeah, it's a nice hand gesture there. <laughs> this is my <laughs> stop it. Put your hands my down. My third grade <laughs> hand gestures. You're right. Maybe there's some jealousy there. Do you think there would be? I mean, Lori doesn't want anything to do with Shane, but what about Andrea? What do you think she thinks about that? Mm-hmm. About the whole Lori Shane thing? Mm-hmm. I I don't know if she's jealous. I think she just wanted to be like. 
Yo, Lori, that's not cool. Because mm-hmm. she is right. Lori does kind of start around like she is a quote-unquote queen bee. Oh, yeah. And she was getting on Andrea's case about, like, wanting wanting shooting duties instead of laundry duties. And it's like, well, you don't, you don't ask the men to do laundry. Like, I thought that was stupid. It's like if Andrea wants to shoot things because that's what she's good at, she should do that. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, would she say the same thing to Dale or T-Dog or... Lori? Yeah. No, she wouldn't. Right. Because they're guys. And exactly. She, yeah, she clearly sees that as a gendered mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's sexist. It is. Speaking of Dale and T-Dog... Where the hell were the rest of the characters this episode? Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Who was missing this episode? This week, T-Dog, Herschel. Glenn. Glenn. Dale. Dale. Carol. Daryl. Yeah. Where were they? I, I mean, almost know. everyone. It was really Lori, Andrea, and Maggie. And then Shane, Rick, and Kid. new guy. And Maybe Beth. they're trying to cut costs. I, I tried to look it up, but it didn't say anything. So Who knows? It's, it's bizarre. They weren't even floating around in the background somewhere. I or know. getting a line or two here or there. I mean, we, usually we have our T-Dog line of the week, but exactly. we can't even do anything. We can't even do that this week. Our brand new segment gets the X this week. Dang. It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Well, I was wondering if maybe they're going to start doing sort of more like, and I never really watched Lost, but I know I'm familiar with it, where they would do episodes that were really centric on one character mm-hmm. and giving yeah. kind of their background. So maybe they're trying to do more focus on like Rick and Shane this week, then next week Glenn and Maggie, then next week. Maybe. That's whoever. possible. But if Beth not. was one of the characters <laughs> this week, it was like, bad choice, man. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, Lori, Lori really brought it back for feminism in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> brought it back. Well, Thanks, I Lori. I mean, she knows that it's a woman's job to stay home and cook and clean and do, do the, the laundry. laundry and... Be pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got it. She's got it all. <laughs> what are they trying to say with the show, though? Because she is the one who does all these things, but she's also arguably the happiest one. She hasn't lost anything. She's kind of the leader. She hasn't lost anything. So maybe by espousing all these traditional feminine values. They're really enforcing it. Yeah. You're saying that that's, that's the way a woman should live. And, Andrea, if you want to live like a lesbian, whatever you are. <laughs> feminist then you can go sit outside the house and i don't know i think they're giving andrea pretty equal screen time on this i think they're making her pretty kick-ass yeah i i don't think they're trying to like say women should do anything i mean <laughs> but they I did. Hope not. i mean they cast out andrea maggie was like get out of my house and don't come back and andrea was like fine bitch okay all right but then laurie says she's like well I don't want to say it, but she was right. Remember what Lori says right afterwards? She yeah, goes, she changes her mind. I don't want to say this, but Andrew is right. She does want to live. Oh, yeah. It was like the cry for help thing where she slit one wrist mm-hmm. and crossed the She tracks. just wants attention. Man, fucking teenagers. I just... <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Rick and Shane, they definitely had the better half of the episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, was, I liked that they kind of started right off and finally got all this stuff out in the air with Rick finally just confronting Shane and coming around and saying, I know you killed Otis, and Shane admits it, and I don't know, I think it could be kind of a turning point for, for their relationship and for Shane's character. We made the Should point be. before that he looked like he was being scolded the entire card ride there. Yeah. It was like a dad scolding his son, and his son was, like, sort of blandly staring out the window, letting it happen, mm-hmm. and looking at the zombie out in the distance. The well-dressed zombie the out in the distance. The incredibly well-dressed zombie. He just come yeah. from his zombie business, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that is something I would like to see. A bunch of zombies in suits surround a circular table being like, rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> <laughs> rawr, rawr, rawr. It's like the zombie board of directors. <laughs> One at a whiteboard. Rawr, rawr, rawr. They've got a big graph. It's just brains with an arrow. Coming up. <laughs> brains. <laughs> Shooting in face. Bad. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. And we could have like Occupy Wall Street zombies. <laughs> like, corporate zombies bad. <laughs> Brain small. <laughs> it be a whole new zombie society. Do zombies evolve? Would they ever get smarter? They still have brain activity. If they're they if they're the only, if humans are completely gone, they're the only things left. Do they create a new society? I hope that's where this is going. That would be interesting. That would be cool. That would be cool. Maybe we evolve from zombies. No, I don't think that's right. You don't right. think that's right? But if that, if the show does go in that direction, I think the script writing will get a lot easier. <laughs> the dialogue will just be three or four. <laughs> yeah, one of the other things we noticed last night was. So there's a scene when Rick is teaching Shane to stab the zombies through the fence, mm-hmm. where he cuts his hand open and he lures them in, um, which is directly from the comic books, which was kind of yep, cool. Yep, cool. I, like that. I appreciated that. But uh, I think, Katrina, you made the point that zombies' skulls are so easy to stick a knife through. It was easy. He did it in one fell swoop. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't even like a full stab motion. He no, just kind of... He just sort of poked it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it made me wonder, like, do zombies have thinner skulls or mushier skulls? The normal people, or is that just kind of an absurd... Well, they are decaying corpses. They're disintegrating. There's no calcium in there to make it, you know, all hard and human-y. Yeah. So it probably is easier. I would say so, yes. We've decided. Yes. (laughs) According to science. (laughs) Our scientific analysis has determined. There are a lot of skulls getting smushed. He... What was the kid? um, The fence kid. We we need to create a a name for him. Fence Fence kid. kid. Fence kid. Fence boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he stabbed the one in the brain like 30 times. Yeah, And the whole was... thing's head just caved in. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. And then there was also the one that got its head ran over by the car. Oh, that was favorite. so great. That was awesome. And then again, when he was in the pile of zombies and he used the zombie head to like put his gun through and you could see the gun from the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Lots of head business. I think they just used the same like clay head with a hole in it just over and over again. They were like, this is too good. We can't <laughs> <awesome>. use it. <laughs> I think they use pumpkins. You think? It, they do kind of look like pumpkins. The kind of explode in the same way that a pumpkin explodes when you <laughs> smash it with something. That's what you noticed last night? Yeah. This is so similar to a if pumpkin. You ever, well, it's kind of like the pieces just kind of fall and the head caves in. And it's very similar to a decaying pumpkin. Oh, that's really cute. It could be a pumpkin. Maybe that's their it's cute. It's adorable. <laughs> Pumpkin-headed zombies. Oh. It's a little bit Sleepy Hollow, a little bit Day of the Dead. So Rick and Shane start getting chased by the zombies when they're running out of there. And Shane barricades himself in a bus. So Rick and this other kid are out of harm's way and deciding whether or not to go back for Shane. And for a minute, the the other kid is like, fuck him. He didn't want to save me. Let's go. Let's get out of here. And for a minute, you think that Shane is going, or Rick is going to leave. And I get Shane. He goes, you know what? Let's go. There's 10 zombies there. Let's go. And then he goes and he sees those two security guards, the security guard zombies. He gets their guns and they go back in this blaze of glory. They come through and they're perfect new green Kia Optima sort of blasting <laughs> it was zombies such off. a car ad it was what, what kind of car was it did we decide no I don't know mm, I don't know I think it was a Kia it was a very nice car and it kept saying that car looks really nice like it's too clean yeah especially it's, for having like smashed through fences and, and mm-hmm. it needs a little bit more mud on it or something a little a few more dents yeah I don't know but try anyway harder, to <laughs> try harder try <laughs> harder um so anyway so Rick goes back and he saves Shane. And it, like, if you put them in the other situation, you gotta think that Shane probably wouldn't have saved Rick. No, I don't think, think he, he would have. I don't think he would have. Nope. He threw a wrench at him. He was trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he threw the wrench at him. <laughs> he, that meant business. 
I think at one point. At Rick? They were grappling for guns and stuff. Yeah, it got pretty intense. Yeah. Shane's a hot... I could see Shane, like, killing someone in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, a friend. Oh, oh yeah. Well, Otis wasn't really a Otis. friend. He was an acquaintance. He was on his side, though. Yeah. They were... In the ankle, not even in the head. Yeah. That was brutal. Mm-hmm. And he Cold. tells the whole thing to Rick, and he kind of justifies it, which kind of makes sense. When he when he says <laughs> the way he does, he's like, I would do anything in the world to protect Lori and Carl. And Rick says he would, too. All right, I guess that brings us to our main topic tonight. Um, Shane says to Rick at one point, the very beginning when they're arguing, Shane says to Rick, you can't just be the good guy and expect to live. Because Rick's saying he would do whatever it takes to live, and Shane says sometimes you need to be the bad guy if you want to survive. I'm wondering if that if that's true. Because Rick is, like, the classic good guy. Shane obviously is the bad guy of mm-hmm. the good guys, I guess, you, or of our group no, of characters. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rick kind of right now seems like he's got the upper hand and he is doing better even though he is the good guy mm-hmm. so i don't know what do you guys think can you be the good guy is is his luck gonna run out after a while or is it working out for him i don't even think you can talk about it morally that way anymore like what is bad what is good you know shane's like yeah i'm the bad guy but yeah he was right he was trying to survive for a pretty good reason and I think Rick is discovering that, too. Like, when he shot the guys in the bar, he was trying to justify being the hero, being the good guy. But it's still, like, you shot those guys. Yeah. You killed people. Yeah. And you did it to survive, to return to your family. So, I don't know. I don't think you you're they're bad or good in this case. I think with Rick and Shane's case, it might be not so much bad or good or do you want to just look out for yourself or do you want to look out for a group do you want to look out for your family do you want to take the responsibility of protecting other people and i feel very much that shane just wants to break off and go his own way like when he was looking at the zombie on on its own like all by itself like walking around the field like um he looked kind of longingly at it i think i don't know maybe it was supposed to mean something like they're both lonely because they're alone but i think that he'd rather be on his own i think he'd rather just be responsible for himself and rick you know he wants to take care of people that's part of his purpose and without it would he have a purpose i don't know why is shane stuck around for so long then because he could have left that's true i mean nothing's really holding him back i think he still what does lori i think he still cares i think he just wants lori just holding out for her just I, one person i think he is and i think that's why he's got to prove that he's the best i feel like in his mind he feels like if he can prove that he's better at keeping them safe than rick is mm-hmm. then he'll kind of win out because in this in this post-apocalyptic world, it doesn't matter who's more charming or better looking. It's only who can keep you alive would yeah. be, like, the, yeah. the prime, the ideal mate. Survival skills. And he knows that even if he killed Rick, you know, Laurie would never be with him. Mm-hmm. So he has to prove himself, prove that he's the better alpha male. Unless she didn't know that he killed Rick. Ooh. Remember, there was a scene at the end dun, of the dun, first dun. season where they go hunting together. And that's when Dale first starts to not, like... Shane is because Rick and Shane are hunting together and they're still kind of buddy buddy and Shane gets Rick in in like his crosshairs and his gun right and he's just standing staring at him and Dale sees him point his gun at him and Shane tries to laugh it off like he wasn't going to do anything Mm -hmm. but I mean I think given the chance you put the two of them I mean look he tried to kill Rick in last night's episode he did yeah he was he tipped a motorcycle over on him like (laughs) that's crazy and I I don't really know what he was thinking because they all are kind of sort of beginning to get the idea that he killed Otis, and yeah. he comes back without Rick, what are they going to think? They're mm-hmm. not going to be like, oh, Shane. They're going to be like, Shane, what did you do? <laughs> like, 
I think he can only take that so far. And I also think that, like, looking at the zombie alone in the field, he's considering, like, do I really want to be alone? Do I want to stay with these people? Like, maybe he's definitely weighing that decision. And I I think Rick saving him helps him. I think it's going to help make that decision because you've got the same scene when they're driving to the place and from the place where he's looking at the zombie. And then Mm -hmm. all the action between that kind of changes Shane's mind, I think. So when he's driving there, I think he wants to be on his own, thinks he knows what's best, thinks that always looking out for just yourself is the way to go. Then he gets trapped in a situation where if Rick hadn't come back and saved him, he would have died there. Mm -hmm. He would have been killed. And Rick makes a decision that Shane would have made and comes back and saves him. And I think Shane realizes that if he doesn't realize, he should realize that having other people around is a benefit and not, not a bad thing. That you do need, like, doing the right thing and risking yourself and not thinking of yourself first it's a give and take. Like you, one time Rick saves his life, and then hopefully next time Shane will save his own. People work better in a group mm-hmm. as a team. I think I think he's realizing that too by the end of the episode. Cause I hope so. It's like you. I don't. I don't think it's possible to live all by yourself in the zombie apocalypse, or even like in normal world. It's really hard. In normal world. <laughs> the normal world. <laughs> I was thinking about that over my soup this evening. Like, if you just went to a library or a nice place of books and or movies and just, like, sat and just, you know, took in literature and took in entertainment for the rest of your life, and if you could stay far away from zombies, that would be so sad because everything good, everything that's written, everything that's produced has humans in it. Mm-hmm. And you would just be constantly reminded that you're not in that world anymore. Yeah. You know, there's no pop post-apocalyptic literature or nope. <laughs> anything to enjoy. So, no, you wouldn't be able to live on your own. And that's not even a story, because how would we even go about telling that story? Yeah. You know what I think? I think, in the end, because Shane, at this point, in the comic books, is dead, right? Yeah. He yes. was, like, long dead. He dies in, like, the first comic book. Yeah. I'll bet anything he dies at the end of this season. Really? Anything. And I think the person who's going to end up killing him won't be Rick or won't be Laurie. I think it'll be Carl. It's funny you say that because Carl kills him in the comic books. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not creative. Damn it. No, but you came to this conclusion, though. Why? Did in the comic books, the scene we were just talking about where Shane's got Rick in the crosshairs in the mm-hmm. woods, he goes to shoot him, and Carl sees him about to shoot his dad, and Carl blows him away. Mm-hmm. And then so end of cool. Shane. Yeah, Shane's like one of the most minor characters in the comic books. That's He's crazy. gone right away. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, they're building up Carl for something. I know. He's getting hardened. He, he wasn't in this episode either. We forgot about Carl. He still oh, yeah. looks like a little baby, though. Yeah. Like a little yeah. pudding cup. <laughs> <laughs> a pudding cup. Lori kind of hints at the same thing, though, about like what you were saying without people around. Because when she's getting in this argument with Andrea, it's funny because they're having almost the same argument that Shane and Rick have been having. Oh, yeah. Just on a different definitely. Front, because Andrea says, well, I'm keeping the camp safe and I'm doing all these things and I'm very practical. And Lori's trying to say, I'm trying to make a life worth living for us. Or something to that effect. She says, I'm yeah. trying to provide stability and have, what's the point of living if life is just all shit all the time? And it's kind of the same, she kind of has the same similar moral compass that Rick does. That yeah, if definitely. we lose all all humanity in the sake of staying alive, then what's the point in still being alive? Mm-hmm. I disagree of, with her, though, so much. Because she, to me, she's just holding on to what life used to be. Like, why does laundry provide stability? Why does, I mean, cooking and cleaning, like, they can just do whatever they need to do to get by. And, I mean, they're in a safe place right now, but how is it really helping it to keep the house? Yeah, and I mean, eventually they're going to have to leave, and then they're going to be like, oh, we shouldn't have wasted all that food. You know what I mean? But if you're just doing what you have to do to get by, what is the point? Like, wouldn't everyone soon become suicidal? No. No. I mean, what did people do before they had clothes and, like, 
kitchens. Oh, <laughs> like, they I mean, they're back in the... after them. That's true. <laughs> they're in the stone they, age right now. They do have right natural now. predators, though. Saber-toothed mm-hmm. tigers and shit. Exactly. <laughs> Saber-toothed tigers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, it makes me think of um, those Chilean miners mm-hmm. who got yeah. trapped in the cave, in the mine for, what was it, like a month? A that was time. insane. So one of the first things they did was the leader of the group established routines for all of them. And he established, like, this side of the cave is where you exercise. We all have to walk a certain amount a day. Um, they would do things regularly. They would all go to sleep at the same time and get up at the same time so that they, because they couldn't see night and day, but they needed to establish some sort of routine to help them keep them, their sanity. And yeah. I think, I think it's like a psychological thing that you need to hang on to some sort of normalcy. Even if everything else in the world has changed, even the, the slightest, smallest things can make you feel like you still are hanging on to this old world. When you put it that way. Yeah. I guess eventually they'll have to rebuild or try to. If things get better, I mean, Mm -hmm. they might get better. Well, and that's kind of the two paths. Like, do you just survive until humans are extinct? Or do you try to reconquer the world and start humanity over again? Yeah. It's ambitious. (laughs) Lofty goals, but... I mean, eventually, if the zombies are going to be around forever... They're going to have to figure out a way to just avoid them or... Or use them. Yeah. As I like don't know for what. Labor. <laughs> you hook them up to like a plow and have them plow your fields. I don't know. I have no idea. There probably is a way. Like they used to use donkeys in medieval times to turn mills. Aww. If you hooked up like a hundred zombies <laughs> and then you put like... Why is that cute? A bucket of I'm blood. I'm just picturing zombies like plowing fields. <laughs> I bet you could use them for... I bet you could. You put like a... All right. You put them on a circular thing. And then you have a bucket of blood that moves around. And they're just always chasing the bucket of blood. Oh, and meanwhile, brilliant. they're turning something. Like a water mill. Yeah. <laughs> we Zombie labor. Zombies. Yeah, yeah. People figure out how to exploit everything. <laughs> <laughs> but that Americans. is a good point. And so maybe Lori is right. Like, it, maybe it is worth doing laundry. She just annoys me. She Ooh. does change her shirt every episode, and I'm like... And I'm like, she looks very nice. Thank you, Lori, for trying to present yourself. Still taking care of yourself. Andrea still changes her shirt. That's true. They all kind of changed their clothes. And I'm like, where are you getting all these clothes from? They all look pretty good for it being the end of the world. They really do. I guess they they do have a working shower still. Yeah. So. Carol, I don't think, uses it. (laughs) Carol or or Daryl, they're like, whatever. Somewhere. Yeah, it's funny. Some of the characters definitely look like they haven't showered, and some of them look like they shower all the time. Yeah. It's weird. I don't even think I, I've seen Daryl in the house. No. <laughs> they let him in the house. <laughs> He's it's like, like a, dog. a stray dog. Except for that one time where he was wounded. Other than that, it's like... No, they put him in the tent still, didn't they? I think they kept him in a tent. <laughs> that is... Yeah, he was like reading a book. Yeah. Yeah, there's like one shot of him in like a bed, and then they're like, okay, we're moving you outside. When the DVD set comes out, they're gonna have like the deleted scenes, and it's gonna be just this this one scene of Herschel being like, "You can't let him in. Just can't. <laughs> Don't the put him in." Guy <laughs> None of them ever sweat either. They're in Georgia in the summer. Isn't it like 120 degrees down there? They they look sweaty. a little sweaty. I mean, Gl- maybe... They glisten. Yeah, they glisten. Shane, Shane gets sweaty. I've noticed this. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> for running around Sorry. that much, like I sweat like a motherfucker when it's like 60 degrees. Oh like, yeah, shirt drenched. And if they're running around that much, you would think. Yeah, so, they sometimes acclimated. they get, like, the sweat stains, but I don't know. I guess Lori doesn't do much because she never <laughs> looks sweaty. So, do you, I mean, do we think, is Shane, did this make an impact on Shane? Rick going back and saving him, did it have 
the desired effect. Because Rick, I think part of Rick really considered leaving him. Oh, yeah. But then he does... My thing is, I think when he saw the two security guards there, it reminded him that they used to be partners. Mm-hmm. You never leave your partner behind. Oh, Maybe, I mean, cool. there were two zombie cops yeah. laying next to each other, oh. spread out as zombies. So, anyways, he goes back and saves him. And then when they're in the car on the way back, he says to him, he goes, I want you to come back. Or whatever. I want the old Shane back, something to that effect. Yeah. And I really thought that maybe, I mean, it would kind of suck if Shane did go back to the regular old Shane and their friends again, because that's the biggest yeah. kind of conflict in the show. But it's hard. I think it'll be hard for Shane to forget that and ignore it. It will be. They had the same scene as they did in the beginning with Rick just talking at Shane and Shane staring out the window. Mm-hmm. So you have to wonder, has anything changed? But it really sort of felt like Dad bringing Son out for a lesson yeah. and then going home and talking about the lesson. I think I when, when Rick makes a reasonable argument like that, he has nothing to say. But then all of a sudden when they're faced with a problem like whether or not to kill that kid, then Shane gets all, well, this is how it always works. And he goes into his preachy, we need to kill him. You can't kill him when you need to. And then just they start punching each other in the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Shane is just angsty and needs to get over it. <laughs> I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Like, you can either stay with this group and be a beneficial member to this group or leave. And <laughs> he has to make that decision soon. Lori is not yours. Mm-hmm. It's been established since, like, the beginning of season one. So you need to just face that, I think. Yeah, he's very mopey. Yeah. Look at that zombie out there. Like, <laughs> that was so teenager. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> just like, I'm just like that guy. <laughs> he totally was. I wonder if we'll ever see that zombie again. Suit zombie? Yeah, I Suit hope so. Suit zombie's coming back. I hope so. Back. Maybe he'll be, be Shane's only guy. friend. Aww. He could roam <laughs> the world together. <laughs> I think, all right, if Shane doesn't die, I don't think he'll die. I think he'll either live or he'll get turned into a zombie. Because I think everyone wants to see zombie Shane. Oh, yeah. yeah I want to see, I wanna see kind of zombie awesome. any of them. And that. then Rick kills zombie Shane, like, next season, maybe. Mm, maybe. Or maybe zombie Shane starts, like, his own rebellion against Rick and all them. Who knows? <laughs> he leads a zombie army. Whose iPod was that kid listening to? That was my question. I yeah, I like the music. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who still has, A, a functioning iPod that they can charge all the time? <laughs> B, like, has this music on it? Maybe it was Maggie's. Do they have electricity in the house? I guess they do. I think so. That's surprising how. to me. How's the power grid still up? How, how do they have running water? They have a well. Remember oh, zombie right. Well, well zombie. They don't have water anymore because... Because of, of well zombie? Well zombie. Didn't they have two wells, though? <laughs> I think that it was some sort of like how convenient. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh well, the third well. <laughs> Thank God we have ten wells. <laughs> yeah, right. And an electricity grid powered by zombies walking in a mill. <laughs> it's gonna happen. So uh, for our new section, T Dog's line of the week, we don't have one. No. Nope. T Dog doesn't even get a screenshot in this one. T Dog's line was. Yeah. <laughs> so yay, T Dog. That was it. So uh, no drinking for T Dog's line of the week this week. But we did have Sorry, plenty T-Dog. contenders for zombie Oscars this week. Yeah. Sure did. There are a lot of cool zombies. Security uh, security guard. Yeah. Zombies were already dead. Yes. Well, except for the one he stabbed through the fence. Oh. Yeah. oh. The there are bed. a lot of security guards. Oh yeah. And they figured out that they got scratched and not bit. So scratching also makes you. That's the first time they actually said that in the episode. That's that's a big deal. I think it's going to be important. Yeah, they wouldn't have said it. They wouldn't have gone out of their way to point that out. Oh, shadowing! 
Yeah. It's going to be a problem. So, yeah, security guard zombies, well-dressed CEO zombie wandering, wandering through the, the field. field. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Dogpile zombies that piled on top of Rick and oh, yeah. he had to shoot one through the other one's head. That was pretty cool. Pretty sweet. Pile of zombies. There was, I like the guy who, when, Rick's tra- or when Shane's trapped in the bus, he cuts his hand open and smears the blood on the door of the bus. And there's a zombie trying to lick it. <laughs> He's just got his, face <laughs> his tongue gross little tongue. <laughs> that was hungry nasty. zombie. <laughs> Are there any other notable zombies in this one? There was zombie boobs girl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She had big boobs. boobs. Yeah. That was the only time that um, Shane actually addressed one of the zombies. Oh no, it wasn't Shane. It was it was the kid. Oh yeah. The kid oh, whose name we don't know. Talk to her. What did he say? He's like, he was like, "Hey, oh, bitch, you yeah. like that?" <laughs> yeah. He he destroyed her head. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was good but for him. She did have a nice rack of breasts yeah, she did. on her. I mean, she did. I think Katrina pointed that out. I yeah. did. I could not look. Yeah, I, I can't say I noticed, but... <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't notice either. I she was, was like, running, and then I said it, and everyone was like, where? <laughs> there are boobs in every zombie movie, so... It's yeah. true. But no, she wasn't that interesting. I think my favorite was um, security guard zombies. They're just so funny, security guards. I mean, they're supposed to protect. It's the opposite. Opposites. Opposites. Yeah, he was kind of funny because he kind of like saunt, like wobbled up to the fence. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was a saunter though. It wasn't very like sachet. Yeah, (laughs) he was just like all over the place, really uncoordinated. Then Rick smeared his blood on the fence, and he's all like, "Eh." It was kind of cute. I don't know. I liked him. They're gonna have a lot of scratches on their hands if they keep doing that. That just seems dangerous. To it get just that seems close like to you that. don't really need. Like they're gonna come anyway. It's fine. Right. They see you. <laughs> I thought it was smart because a bullets you want to save them. B uh, bullets attract them. So yeah. I, if I was gonna do it, I would attach a knife to like the end of a broom handle and yeah. stab them from really far away. Yeah, that's thinking. This is an intellectual show. No matter what anyone says, <laughs> yes. we come up with a lot of things. We came up with flying zombies last week. Yep. And, you know, the knife on a stick. Yeah. The, the best defense against what zombies is clearly... Knife on a stick. A steak knife on the end of a broomstick. <laughs> Obviously. Clearly. Well, they have mushy skulls anyways, so... Yeah. They cut through them like butter. So security zombie it is? Yes. You guys agree? Yes. I kind of like, like field zombie. Yeah, but you're outnumbered. I know. Yep. So that's why, that's why I said security zombies it is. <laughs> so our zombie Oscar of the week goes to security guard zombie. Yay! Congratulations. You were cute. All right, I think that's uh, that's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina's eating an apple into her microphone. It's a pear. Oh, it's a pear. How is it? Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fresh fruit while talking about <laughs> chowing down brains. Uh, like I said, that's going to do it for us this week on Wait. <laughs> You're not even trying to move your head away from the microphone. <laughs> That's going to do it this week for us on Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me. I hope you enjoyed listening. You can find us on the web at Film Geek Radio, or you can subscribe to Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me on iTunes. And while you're on Film Geek Radio, there are a few other things you can check out. Be sure to check out some of our other shows. We've got a lot of shows about uh, film and television. Check out our new blog. We're going to be posting our drinking game up there and all sorts of other stuff. And also check back in the next couple weeks 
uh, Andrew Johnson and myself are going to be going to South by Southwest awesome. to cover. You're going films. to that? Hell yeah! I'm so jealous. Yeah, we're covering. I'm the <gasps> horror film specialist, I believe. Oh my cool. So we're going to be doing all sorts oh, of podcasts so and blogs and pictures and videos, all sorts of stuff from South by Southwest. Mm. So check back often for updates from that. Like I said, my name's Chris. You can find me on the web. Uh, I'm on Twitter. My handle is C H R S B A K R. Or you can visit my blog, which is musicuse. .wordpress.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Snappolitan. That's S-N-A-P-O-L-I-T-A-N. Or you can check out my blog at SamRandapolitan.com. And I'm on Twitter, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need to know. <laughs> I forgot my handle for a second. <laughs> oh, it's my. that pear. It's going to her head. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> She's been playing Walking Dead drink. It's um, it's T R I N underscore L O C H. That's all. I'm done. So yeah, uh, follow along with us on Twitter. Sunday nights we're always live tweeting each episode, and uh, be sure to check out FilmGeekRadio.com for all sorts of good stuff. Until next week, thanks for listening once again. My name's Chris. My name's Sam. My name's Katrina. And just remember, if you've been bitten, it's already over. Good night. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio. Yeah.